to coast and floorboards to shingles. Welcome to this hour of the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now with your home improvement question because we are your home improvement guides. We're here to help you get the job done. We're going to coach you through those projects. We're going to make them simple. We're going to make them come out better than you expected. We're going to tell you what could go wrong before you start opening that wall or decide to rip out your cabinets or take your sink out and then try to figure out where the main water valve is. Wrong order. We can help you <laughs> do everything right the first time if you pick up the phone and call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. We know there's some things that you'd like to get done, and we are here to help you out. Coming up this hour, storm season is in full swing. Affects you especially if you live on the coast, but no matter where you live in the country, storms can have a big impact on your home, whether they're tornadoes, hurricanes, you name it. But you know what? There are building materials today that are built better to stand up to all the punishment that Mother Nature can deal out. We're going to talk to you about some of those materials and things that you might want to think about the next time you make an improvement to your house to make it storm-proof. And also ahead, we're going to have a quick maintenance tip for you to do. I know, one more thing for your list, but it takes less than a half an hour and it's going to help your water heater run better longer and save you energy dollars and the writing is clearly on the wall the home of the future is green it's green it's safe and it's smart we're going to learn about some homes this hour that are totally tricked out with the products that can save energy and money and how you can incorporate some of those ideas into your own house right now And if green isn't just your lifestyle, but it's your color of choice, we've got a great prize for you this hour. We're giving away a tape seal prize pack worth 50 bucks. And this prize includes everything you need to properly prep your paint job, whether you're painting something green or pink or blue, whatever you like, including this cool new product that's going to help you get those nice clean edges on stripes, lines, patterns, whatever your taping hands can dish out. So call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Leslie, who's first? We're heading out to New Mexico to talk to Vicky, who's got a sump pump question. What's going on? Uh, if our home does not have a basement, do we have to worry about any possible water backup? I'm trying to deal with prevention, just to get information. Now, is your home, uh, Vicky, on a crawl space or does it not, is it on a slab? A slab. Well, generally not. I mean, it's always possible that you could get a broken pipe under the floor or something of that nature, but you don't have to generally worry about water infiltration. I have seen in rare circumstances where there was a lot of water that collected along the outside of a home that has a slab floor, and because concrete is so absorbent, it will suck up the water, and sometimes that can draw water into the house and make the carpet wet or make the wall wet. But generally speaking, if your house is on a slab, you don't have to worry about that. Okay, then maybe this is a related question. I never heard of a sump pump until last year. What kind of houses need a sump pump? Well, a sump pump is simply a pump that is usually in the basement or the crawl space that helps take water out that collects in that space. But since your home is slab on grade, you really have no need for one. So you folks have been very helpful. Alan in New York called the money pit because he's got a bluish liquid dripping out of the ceiling, but I think he meant Ghostbusters. <laughs> Alan, what's going on? How can we help you? Uh, I have a central air system, and I saw a bluish liquid dripping out of one of the ceiling vents. Wow. It's not the vent where the cold air comes out of. It's the vent where the stale air returns hmm. to the system. 
Uh, when I touched the liquid, it didn't have a greasy feel and it didn't have a smell like oil or anything. It seemed clear to the touch. Right. Uh, it did seem to discolor some black linoleum tile that I fell on, but uh, later that uh, changed back. So I don't know what that bluish liquid is. It wasn't like water. It was a little thicker than uh, it was hmm. thicker. And it only happens when the air conditioning is running? This happened this one time. I mean, I have, yeah. I have the system on. And since then and afterwards, the system was not working well. And uh, I was getting warm air coming out. Well, I really can't imagine what that what that is. I'm I'm wondering if there's some sort of a lubricant in the air handler that antifreeze. Well, no, that you could be seeing. But I will say that um, in the very hot, humid days, you tend to get more condensation, and that collects on the outside of the ducts. That forms water. Sometimes the water will drip through the ceiling. It could be picking up something along the way that changed the color of it to make it appear blue. Um, but if it only happened one time and it hasn't happened again, then I probably wouldn't worry about it unless it started happening again. In that case, I'd try to get up in the attic space and look above the area and try to figure out what it is. Okay. Fair enough. I thank you for that. You're welcome, Alan. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Pick up the phone and let us know what you are working on because we can help you get that job done right the first time, anytime you like, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That magic number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, a quick and easy and cheap maintenance trick for your water heater that we feature in our brand new book, My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure. We will open those pages next. On the Money This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. And two things will happen. We'll do our best to answer your home improvement question. And we'll give you a cool prize because this hour, one caller we talked to is going to win the tape seal prize pack worth over 50 bucks. In it, you get everything you need to prep your painting project, including drop cloths, painter's tape, brushes, rollers, and two jars of tape seal this cool, clear acrylic gel that you paint along the painter's tape edge whenever you're doing stripes or lines because it seals out that awful bleed through and gives you a really, really crisp, clean line that makes your place look great. So give us a call right now at 888-MONEYPIT. All right, maybe you're calling because that shower just wasn't quite hot enough this morning or that nice hot bath you're looking forward to after your long weekend of home improving isn't quite where you want it to be temperature-wise. That's because your water heater, it needs some maintenance. I know it's there for you. It's working all the time. You just can't ignore it. Water heaters tend to build up sediment right at the bottom that's going to make them far less efficient and possibly cause them to break down far sooner than you'd like. If you want to keep yours running at peak efficiency, use your tank's drain valve to carefully let out a few gallons of water out of the tank every six months. And don't forget the water that's coming out of this tank is going to be hot. So be careful and get a sturdy vessel that you can carry it to the nearest sink. 
And that tip is part of our list of 30 under 30. That's 30 home maintenance tips that will take less than 30 minutes. You can check it out in our brand new book. It's called My Home, My Money Pit, Your Guide to Every Home Improvement Adventure, available at bookstores now. Let's get back to the phones. Leslie, who's next? Well, if you're remodeling your bathroom, you'd be like our next caller, Carolyn in New York. How can we help you on this adventure? Hi, um, my name's Carolyn, and I'm from New York, and I'm planning to remodel my bathroom in a month or so. Okay. And I've got a couple of questions. Um, one, as far as the type of bathtub I mm -hmm. I'll get, I'm going to take out my existing tub, and I'm not sure if I should put in a new cast iron tub or fiberglass or acrylic, or I think there's a porcelain over steel. Mm -hmm. What's your style? Oh, um... It's just it's just a small bathroom in, a, in about a fifty year old house, and mm -hmm. I'm not you know I haven't gotten everything you know all the fixtures picked picked out yet. Right. But I've you know I've been advised a couple different ways. Most I've got a few estimates, and most people say to go with the cast iron. And then one person said, no, not the cast iron. Just get a fiberglass tub. Well, I mean the cast iron is going to last indefinitely, and that's mm -hmm. sort of the old traditional way to go. And they're beautiful, and they're deep, and you can get a claw-footed one, and you can get a beautiful sort of freestanding tub. I mean, it's it's truly a classic choice. Yeah, and but fiberglass is a less expensive choice, but it's going to have more maintenance associated with it. How long do you plan on living in the house, Carolyn? Is this the house for as many years as possible, or is this a house that you might have just for a couple of years and you may need to sell? Well, probably at least 10 years I'll be mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Tom, when she's choosing, you know, say fiberglass or cast iron, is there anything to consider, like perhaps the floor joists, their direction as far as the weight of the tub plus the weight of water? I don't think so, because I imagine in a 50-year-old house, you probably have a cast iron tub right, right now. Right, I do. I have a okay. cast iron tub now. Yeah. Have you thought about having the existing tub reglazed? Well, I've been, I've been told that that doesn't last that long. Well, it doesn't, but it's a lot less expensive. I mean, right. You could probably get several years out of it. Well, they'll be taking the walls down and um, retiling. That's another question that I have, too, is that um, can I tile over the existing ceramic tile or should they rip the floor out and, you know, put new underlayment and new tile? If you're going to replace the tub, then you probably want to take all the old tile down. If you were keeping the tub and you wanted to put another layer of tile, you can, in fact, put tile on top of tile. As long as you have a good tile installer that can make the corners look nice and neat and nothing is terribly looks out of place it is possible it's done on floors all the time okay all right thank you very much for your help you're welcome carolyn thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit george in illinois needs some help with a roofing project what can we do for you today uh yes i have a 20 year old uh cedar shake roof okay. and uh i've replaced uh, several shakes uh, during the years uh shakes are in relatively good shape and I'm having a roofer come over uh, to uh, fix the top ridge and uh, uh, put some more shakes on and he's recommending that I uh, put a UV protectant on the uh, roof, not a sealant because I, I don't want to seal the uh, shakes but uh, it would be a UV, uh, kind of a waterproof and UV protectant and uh, the uh, total cost is uh, about $1,500, and about $750 or $800 of that is uh, the UV protection. Right. And I'm just wondering if that's worth the money or not. I don't know. I, I, I rarely hear of uh, people doing any type of uh, surface treatment to cedar roof shingles. Um, not to say that it might not help a little bit. 
But if it's lasted 20 years, you know, George, you're pretty much near the end of a normal life cycle for that. If you go another five, uh, you're going to be, you know, that roof's not going to owe you a dime, so to speak. And well, put, putting sealant on that is not going to buy you a whole lot extra time. So I'm not so sure that that's a great use of your money. Okay, so uh, just go with the uh, replacement of the uh, top ridge and the uh, additional shakes to replace the curled ones and uh, missing ones and outwardly damaged ones. I, I think so. I don't think it's probably worth it for you to put any more money than just the uh, maintenance that you can do to replace missing and damaged shingles at this point, because probably in the next five years, you're going to have to think about replacing it. At that time, you know, you may want to consider cedar, or you might want to consider going with um, like a dimensional shingle that looks like a cedar roof, but actually will be a lot easier for you to take care of. Janine in Texas has a mess that is giving her a hard time cleaning up. How did you get the glue on the carpet, young lady? Well, uh, first of all, it's a rent house, so we don't know, and we are not certain that it is glue. It's in front of one closet door, and then it's in <laughs> kind of in the pathway between the kitchen and Man, the living Man, what project were they doing there? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a lot. <laughs> uh, but any idea what might take up something that's dried that hard? Well, like you can't really soften the glue. It's it's almost impossible to do. So what we have to talk about here are some options for strategic replacement. Now, you mentioned that one area was in front of the carpet. Does the carpet happen to extend into the closet? Yeah, yes, it does. Okay, because uh -huh. the carpet that's in the closet could become the patch material. Mm -hmm. If you were to cut the carpet in front of the closet and have it professionally seamed, a good carpet installer can do this. You would never even know. Yeah, it'd be absolutely right. invisible. Mm-hmm. So that's one option. Um, mm -hmm. Where's the second area? You say in the in hallway? In the living room. Man, this was a big disaster. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in an area that's a little more uh, obvious like that, you could do an inset carpet that was a different type of carpet and kind of creating a pattern this way. You could use a carpet tile, or you could simply use a throw rug, frankly, just to cover it. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Ty in California is having some termite issues. What's going on? Hello, hi. Yes, uh, I heard um, uh, people mention about a uh, new technique about the uh, orange oil to uh, kill the termites. Uh, you want to kill termites with orange oil? Yes, I would like to know uh, how effective is uh, this technique, you know? Yeah, well, I think you'd have to have a party and invite the termites because they actually have to contact it for that to happen. Yes. Um, if you want to eliminate termites from your house, the best thing yes. to do is to use a product called Termidor. T-E-R-M-I-D-O-R. -E it has to be professionally applied. Basically, it goes in the soil around the house. It's undetectable to termites. They pass through it. They get it on their bodies. They take it back to the rest of the nest, and it's sort of like biological warfare for termites. It wipes out the entire nest, and you don't have to worry about them coming back. Well, the natural yeah. remedies are not going to be effective, and your house is too important an investment mm -hmm. to waste on something like that. So if you have a termite problem, get the right professionals in there to put down the right product and don't have to worry about it again. Well, and I think all the talk about orange oil is that it's a contact killer, so it has to come into contact with every single termite in every single infested area, and there's no way that you can cover that much ground. I mean, it's shown to work, but it, it's not very effective because you really have to go crazy with it. I see, I see. Yes, uh, so uh, that answers my question. Uh, thank you so much. You're welcome, Ty. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Carolyn, Texas is doing some redecorating. How can we help you with that adventure? Right. Um, we have a TV room, which, you know, some people call a den, and um, it's got lovely dark walnut paneling, and we're sort of tired of the dark wood, and the rest of the house is 
you know, beige sort of regular walls. And uh, we'd like to have this stained, you know, do it ourselves, of course, and make it a sort of a tan color, you know, maple or something, a color like that, but we didn't know how to get from dark to light. Carol, is it solid wood, or is it actually paneling? It, it really is paneling. Okay. Well, you can't change the color of paneling by staining it. It's a manufactured product, and that color layer oh, is not going to... Oh, that's not good news, is it? No, but you can oh, paint dear. it. You can paint it, right, Leslie? Well, you can paint it. I mean, and there's really no way it's solid paneling, because sometimes, I mean, depending on the home and the time period it was built, it could be real wood. Well, this house is 40 years old. Well, that's, uh, you know, that was pretty much the paneling's main <laughs> mainstay period. If you've got the four by eight sheets of paneling on your walls nailed up, then you definitely can't sand yes. it and restain it. But you can paint it, mm -hmm. and actually it's becoming quite popular. Now, the key here is if you're going to paint it, you've got to clean it really well. And it's all uh -huh. prep work. And you've got to prime it. And we recommend an oil-based primer. Once you do that, you'll get really good adhesion, and then you could put a top color coat right over that. Mm -hmm. And you want to clean it with a product like trisodium phosphate, something like TSP, which is a painting prep cleansing product. You can find it in the painting aisle of any home center or painting shop. Mm -hmm. TSP. Give it a good washing with that. Make sure you dry it very well. Then the okay. oil-based primer. Let that dry really well. And then you're a top coat. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You are listening to The Money Pit, and if lately you've been hearing a lot of green, I know that term is green washing. You hear it everywhere. You're sort of wondering what to do, how to make the right choices. Well, we asked, there's a survey done recently that found nearly three quarters of those people that were surveyed would love to be more green at home, and they would be looking for features that cut down on energy use as a key option when they're looking at homes that they might want to purchase. But how do you know if it's really green? How do you know if you can really accomplish it yourself? Well, up next, we're going to learn about some homes that are designed to be green, safe, and smart. They are, in fact, the home of the future. That's coming up next. The Money Pit is brought to you by Citrus Magic, the all-natural, super-strong air freshener, available in spray and solid form. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And all of you joining us here at the Money Pit, you know that one thing we love to talk about often on this show are tips and advice for you so that you can become more energy efficient and then save some money, which we know you like to do. It's a big concern for you. In fact, several recent surveys and polls, they all show the same thing. You want to be more environmentally responsible, but you need some help learning what's really going to make a big difference. That's right. And the builders are actually paying attention right now to this huge market. In fact, they are working very diligently to build homes that are more energy and water efficient. And with us to talk about that is Tony Callahan. He's a senior vice president with Beezer Homes. And Tony, you guys actually have a program that you're launching called eSmart. Tell us about this and the components that are going to save some consumers money. Sure, Tom. Beezer's eSmart program focuses on three areas. The first is energy efficiency. Here, okay. using GE uh, CFLs, we're using Honeywell programmable thermostats, and in our homes that have dishwasher as standard, 
We're using GE Energy Star dishwashers. So basically, you're selecting products that are very, very efficient, and you're putting those in. Now, do those cost more? They do. That's not something that we're passing on to the homeowner, though. Oh, great. I was going to say, I thought thought you were going to say, they do, and we're charging for it. No, so basically, you're putting those in. You're investing in that for the benefit of the homeowners, and you're not charging more money for that. That's fantastic. We think so, too. Well, does that reflect um, your observation that consumers are demanding these types of energy-efficient features in their homes? You bet. Our internal market research shows 73% of consumers believe builders need to do more to make an affordable green home available to the average American. Are you seeing that the homeowner who's sort of demanding these features, you know, where do they skew demographically? Are they sort of younger or are they the boomers who are looking to get that dream home of their own? I think it it really crosses all demographics. The boomers are getting to a point in their life to where they want to lower their operating costs. And certainly the Gen Xers, they've been through um, an education process that really focuses on sustainability. So I think you're seeing across all demographics. Now, besides these specific products that you guys are putting in that are energy-efficient products, I mean, Energy Star qualified products and the like, um, what about the actual building envelope? What are you doing to make that more energy-efficient? You bet. One of the things that we've done is we've actually centralized our architectural. So we've moved everybody to one location in Atlanta. We have a lot of manufacturers and consultants come in and do training, and the area that we're focused on right now is a tighter envelope. So making standard construction details that we'll use in all of our homes that are going to make sure that we're sealing um, areas that uh, may be open to unconditioned space, for example. All right. Well, it sounds like a great program, and it's great to see that the builders are uh, are really responding to the consumer demand. I mean, it makes total sense. We think that uh, right now there's an awful lot of greenwashing out there, people uh, kind of claiming green without really being green. But it's nice to see that uh, that you guys are actually seriously working on the building envelope and choosing energy-efficient products. And really, it's becoming the standard. It's becoming the norm because you're doing this at no additional cost. And I hope that a lot more builders are going to follow your example. Tony Callahan, Senior Vice President with B your homes. Thanks for uh, filling us in on the energy efficient improvements that you guys are making to your products. Thank you, Tom, and thank you, Leslie. Well, besides building your home to be green, it's also super important to think about building your home to be safe in a storm situation. And windows can be a major weak point in storms, especially ones with high winds. And taping your windows, that's not going to do much. So up next, we're going to tell you how to create your own storm shutters that are going to do the trick. You live in a money pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Ream Water Heaters. For dependable, energy-efficient tank and tankless water heaters, you can trust Ream. Learn more at SmarterHotWater.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And if you've got a question or if you've got a problem, then pick up the phone and give us a call at 1-888-MONEY-PIT because our operators are always standing by 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Whenever you've got a home improvement emergency, if you will, we can help you tackle that. And in fact, we'd love to give you the tools to get the job done for free. One caller that we talked to on the air this 
hour is going to win a pretty cool prize pack from our friends over at Tape Seal. It's worth over 50 bucks, and it includes all of the things that you need to prep your paint job, including a paint tray and roller, brush, painter's tape, and two jars of this super cool new product called Tape Seal. It's pretty much what you do is you tape out your pattern, stripes, any sort of detail that you want to do with a tape line that would give you a nice crisp line, and then you take the Tape Seal, it's an acrylic gel, and you go over the edge of the tape, and then your paint is not going to bleed underneath. So you're going to get crisp lines the first time, every single time. It's a cool prize. We'd love for you to try it out. Give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT for your chance to win. 888-666-3974. Now let's take a minute to talk a bit about some storm-proofing tips because it is the summer storm season. It's the time that we think about all the things that we can do to protect our house. So here's a little trick of the trade when it comes to windows. They're obviously the weakest link, but you know what? They don't have to be. You can protect them by, by making some simple homemade storm shutters out of plywood. Cut the plywood to the size of the window, making sure you cover the trim. Attach it by drilling some holes and adding some screws through it, and then Mark them with the location of the window. This way, the next time the storm is predicted, you can yank out your storm shutters, put them up. You'll have the house protected in no time. 888-666-3974. Do you have a home improvement question about your windows, your doors, your roof, or your shingles? Give us a call. We are here to help. Leslie, who's next? Dawn in California. Welcome to the Money Pit. How can we help you? Um, I have purchased a product called Alloc Flooring. Okay. I was wondering, it has a 30-year warranty. And I was wondering, like, what kind of um, value that would increase for my house appraisal? And do I need to seal it in any way? Because it's going to be in the kitchen and the bath. Well, first of all, in terms of a return on investment, you know, any good quality of flooring is going to probably give you the same return on investment. I don't think that that's the kind of thing that you can necessarily, though, peg with a specific number. If it was a room improvement, like adding a kitchen, adding a bathroom, or even adding a deck or a patio, it's easier to figure out how much the return on investment that will give you because there are actually studies that are done on that every year. But just obviously maintaining your house is a good idea because it does maintain the value of your house. Now, in terms of the laminate floor, it's an excellent choice for the kitchen and the bathroom because it's a very, very durable, water-resistant finish. There's nothing to seal. It's basically the same kind of laminate that we've used for years on countertop with one key difference. It's about 30 times more durable than the laminate used as a countertop. There's a test called a Tabor abrasion test where they rotate these grinding disc into the laminate surface to make sure it's thick enough. And this test for the laminate floors is about 30 times tougher than the same test for the countertop. So same technology, but just a lot thicker. And it can look a lot better because obviously on the floor, you can choose anything you can photograph, you can make a laminate floor out of. So I think it's a good choice all the way around. Thank you. You're welcome, Don. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Ernest in Louisiana is dealing with some energy inefficient windows. What can we do for you today? My house was built in 1959 with the uh, aluminum single-glazed windows. Right. And I wanted it to be just as efficient to add uh, just a window covering. I got 15 windows in my house. I was, I was trying to save money, put them in, plus money, just see if it make any difference in uh should replace them or just cover them with some storm windows? Well, I got to tell you, with aluminum windows, they are probably the most inefficient window design out there. Not only is the single pane not going to hold any heat or, or cool in or out of your house, but the metal has such um, thermal properties that the temperature just kind of zings right through it. Unfortunately, this is not a situation, Ernest, where we could recommend replacement windows because the frames with aluminum windows have to be removed. So you have to put a new construction window in. So what I would suggest 
suggest is, first of all, I would not recommend you throw sort of good money after bad by putting in storm windows because there's going to be you unless know, you have them. Well, yeah, but I wouldn't go buying them. What no. I would do is I would put my money into replacing the windows. Now, if you don't want to do them all at the same time, that's fine. You know, do the north side of the house, then the west, then the east, then the south. And in the meanwhile, for those other windows, I would just use different types of materials inside to try to make the house a little bit warmer uh, and deal with the insulation loss there. So I would kind of plug the gaps as best I could, but I would definitely put my money into replacing the windows as I could afford it, because that's definitely going to give you the best return on investment. I see. Well, I appreciate that. I put uh, two, two new doors in, and believe it or not, just putting them two new doors in where I have a lot of entrance to my house and... Uh, I looked at my power bill, and I saved uh, 150, 192 kilowatts of energy over the same period last year. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, i got to tell you, you, you'll save a lot more than that if you replace those windows. And if you're skilled enough to do those improvements yourself, Ernest, that's definitely the way to go. Okay. Well, I thank you. That helps a lot. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. Andrew in Oregon's looking to reclaim some space by turning a crawl space into a wine cellar. Let's help him out on this journey. Hello. Yeah, um, got a question. Um, the crawl space I have underneath one of my rooms is fairly large and basically a room size area. Okay. And there's current there's currently a deck under there. All right. So I was thinking, and it was used to, I guess, uh, keep things off the ground if you used it for storage. Right. So I thought if I basically put walls on that and above it basically put like a trap door and have stairs. Uh, go down into that area, basically mm-hmm. tile it up and make it into a wine cellar. Well, how damp is it down there? And the reason I ask is I have a friend that uh, was a wine collector, and he used to keep all of his wine in the crawl space. And while the temperature was perfect for the wine, it wasn't so nice for the labels, who promptly became completely infested oh. with mold. So if your crawl space is not really dry, that dampness down there can turn those labels into really moldy pieces of paper, and it's not pleasant. Oh, I see. Never thought of that. You yep. can always invest well, in a well, China marker. Yeah. What if I use it just for store? Like, basically, it's an area I want to take advantage of. Right. Would you well, actually if you were have to, seal to the crawl, If you were to seal the crawl space... And take some supply air. There's there's different techniques for drying a crawl space. Today, when you buy when you build a really efficient house with a crawl space, you completely seal the crawl space. The whole thing is sealed, and then some supply air from the heating system is actually diverted down there to make sure it always has some dry air. If you were to do that, it'd be okay. But if you have a standard, very damp crawl space, then it's not. It'll be too damp and wet. Water, moisture, and air, and those paper labels on the wine bottles are going to grow mold. Right. And fabric and storage boxes and paper and photos. I mean, everything. Well, would you need to get a special permit, even if you're just putting up basically four walls under there? Probably not. No? Nah, probably not. Okay. It's not structural. You're basically just putting up some structure to hold some shelves to keep the wine off the floor. Right. Right. Keep that moisture in mind, Andrew, because that is going to really come out to bite you. Okay. Yeah, I never thought of that. That's a very good point. Andrew, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
You are tuned to the Money Pit. And when we come back, we're going to tackle an issue that I bet many of you are dealing with. Are you feeling like there is some area in your home or perhaps your whole decorating style that makes you feel like you are stuck in an era gone by, perhaps the 70s? We're going to have some tips to help you break out into the modern day age when we jump into our email bag next. You're in the Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatru, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Choose the brand more building professionals prefer and add up to $24,000 to the perceived value of your home. For more information, visit Thermatru.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And do you need advice on a very specific do-it-yourself project? Well, head on over to our website at moneypit.com and use our Project Finder tool. You'll get a list of everything we've ever written about or talked about on the show right at your fingertips. And you can click right in to moneypit.com and find exactly what you need to know. It's all free. And also, while you're there, go ahead and click on the Ask Tom and Leslie icon, and you can email us your home improvement question, and we jump into the email bag every hour at this point in the show. And we've got one here from Dan in Michigan City, Indiana, who writes, I have an older home that is badly in need of kitchen and bath updates. The walls in both rooms have plastic tiles over plaster walls. Is there any way to remove these tiles without damaging the plaster? Do you think he means those like peel and stick tiles? I think he means those like hollow plastic tiles that sort of look like a ceramic tile but they're hollow and plastic and they usually put up with a mastic and because of that it's almost impossible to peel them off without damaging the walls what i would do is i would scrape them off and get rid of them and then i would put a second layer of drywall over the surface but not real thick drywall i'd use three-eighths of an inch thick drywall sheets because that's going to give you a smooth flat surface also a lot more effective than trying to rip down all the plaster because then you get down to the studs and i learned a long time ago that is not the easy way way to uh, restore old plaster walls. You're almost always better off going over it because when you take the old plaster off, the studs underneath end up being so uneven that the new drywall looks really bad. So put a thin layer of uh, drywall on top of the existing plaster and then set about doing some decorating that'll really improve the value of that space. Yeah, and in the bathroom and in the kitchen, you know, tile is a beautiful way to really bring in a nice decorative detail. In the baths, you can do a a bigger tile, even a natural tile on the floor, and then do a small mosaic that runs up the walls, even almost in a gradient. So maybe if blue is your favorite color, you go from like a deep cobalt and feather up into a lighter and lighter, lighter tone as you get to the ceiling into almost like a white. And then the ceiling is painted. I mean, there's so many options with tile, and it's great for a high, moist environment like the kitchen and bath. Here's a riddle for you, Batman. When is it a good idea to have a hole in your roof? Well, it's when that hole is filled with a skylight, of course. And Leslie has more details on how to do that project on today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. And here's more to the riddle. What can you add to your home to help make it seem more spacious, save you money, and possibly help your state of health? The answer, also a skylight. Because skylights can open your rooms up to natural light, which of course makes you feel happy and makes the room feel so much larger. I mean, it really can turn a small space, make it feel deceptively much larger. And it can also create energy efficient possibilities that might help you lower your utility bills. Plus, it's going to chase away all of those gloomy Monday blues that you might face on a yucky day if you weren't getting a ton of light into the house. And a skylight 
if it's not installed right, you can end up with costly water damage. So if you're thinking about one, make sure you take precautions to prevent leaks and, you know, use a good synthetic flashing. Those are really best to seal out any odd shapes that you might encounter when you're putting in that skylight. And remember, the sun is an excellent source of vitamin D. Good for your teeth, good for your bones. So in essence, a skylight is good for your health. 888-666-3974. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Coming up on next week's program, we're going to head right into the fall home improvement season, also known as the Goldilocks season around here, because it's not too hot, it's not too cold, it's just right for all sorts of home improvement jobs around the house. We're going to help you prepare your fall do-it-yourself checklist next week on the program. And also coming up next week, we are going to launch the most exciting home improvement promotion that we have ever done. It's called My Home, My Money Pit, Home Improvement Adventure Game and Sweepstakes. And you are going to have the opportunity to win a ton of prizes. That's coming up all right here on The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.